young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your hosts, Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. Today we have Dr. Cesar, did I say that right, Martinez, mm -hmm. with us. She is a veterinarian. She's got her own little double Z corral. I'm super excited to hear more about that part. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So, <laughs> if you want to briefly just tell us about yourself, how you kind of got into horses and everything like that. All right. Well, um, thank you again for having me on this. Um, really was excited to be able to be part of this with you guys. Um, so my background, um, my, my folks are from Louisiana. Um, southwest part of Louisiana, and um, they both grew up on a farm, pretty much rice field apart from each other. Um, I was born actually in Chicago, because when they got of age, they moved to the city, mm -hmm. and born in Chicago, um, but when, um, I guess I was five, um, my dad ended up moving, we moved to Michigan and got some land, and um, I always tell kids, or when I present that, I'm not thrown, I wasn't thrown in a swimming pool to learn how to swim. I was thrown on a horse <laughs> to learn how to ride at five. Um, so that's why when I got to college and people would be like, you be able to swim? I'm like, no, we, we didn't go swimming. We went riding horses. <laughs> so, so, so that's pretty much how I started with horses was at age of five um, and pretty much riding Western, um, not so much English. I did 4-H. Um, growing up from eight to 18. Um, and then that's also how I got a part of learn about the vet med side um, because they had animal science part on there. And I ended up doing livestock judging while I was in 4-H and I did meat judging. I went to nationals for that in Kansas City. Wow. Like, yeah, one of the only girls. So the, the parents were pretty always upset with me because they were like, why are you here? <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I, um, that's pretty much how I started out with horses and um, went to vet school um, after I went to Michigan State um, as undergrad. And then um, I had thought that, you know, I was just going to work on horses once I get out of school. Um, and I did for a little bit. Um, but then I realized how much if I just work on horses as a vet, um, I won't be able to have my own so much and have the love and have them around me so much. So, so that's where now um, I'm a veterinarian still, but I work for the government. I'm in charge of animals coming into our country, um, especially a lot of horses coming back and forth for competition. Uh -huh. And um, I have now our own farm. Um, and we have horses here um, that I, love to um share with the community to get more kids to come out and learn about animals so that's kind of the 
reason why I kind of started it now. So everyone comes out here and think it's like Noah's Ark. So. <laughs> that is like ultimate goal though <laughs> like one of everything or two of everything yeah and then and when people come out here and they're like you a veterinarian this you live like this and because what I'm in the camper mm-hmm. and so so everyone's like you have a trailer and <laughs> what I was like it's a camper <laughs> okay yeah. and I'm like and it's okay <laughs> so. yeah there's nothing wrong with that at all so what made you um make the move to maryland was it the government job yep yep so so actually um when i was in vet school um right when i got into vet school my mom and dad moved back to louisiana mm-hmm. and um started to live where because my grandpa had passed and my grandma was just there with the acreage and she didn't want to deal with it no more so mm-hmm. dad said we were moving back to louisiana and he's like, come get your horse. And I was like, I'm at college. I can't have my horse here. And he's like, well, then they come with us to Louisiana. So that's what happened then. Um, and then um, while I was in vet school, because that was kind of hard because I didn't have my horse no more. Um, I didn't have family with me at all. I was just in school. Um, so it was pretty hard for me. And I actually failed my um, second year and I had to do it again. Mm. So yeah, which was, fortunate that I had that opportunity to do it again um and that they allowed me to and that I was able to graduate um which was you know still a challenge because then some people they knew that I had failed a year so they had this impression that I would never be nothing still because I was I held back I guess you'd say so um, so yeah so I ended up um actually getting a job in the government while I was in school um, cause I needed the money cause my mom and dad, I'm, I'm the last of six kids and they didn't believe it ran in out. college. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't, they didn't understand, like, they're like, why do you keep going to school? Why don't you get a job? And I was like, I'll be a doctor. And they're like, it don't take that long to be a doctor. I'm like, yes, it does. It's, it takes a long time. And they're like, look, there's this guy, his Doogie Howser. He, you know, it's, it's a doctor on TV. I was like, that's TV. That's not the same. And so... <laughs> So it was just really, you know, they were like, well, if you want to do this college thing, you on your own, you you go do it. So I had to try to figure out how to pay a lot of my stuff in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I fortunately got a job with the government while I was a student. Um, And then I just kept growing from there and keeping my networks available in the government. Um, And then um, I started with a job first in Michigan with the government after Michigan State and so forth. And then I was kind of told that like I couldn't make more money unless I moved and so and I needed to move to headquarters and that's where Maryland is where USDA the main headquarters Mm -hmm. is DC and Maryland so Mm -hmm. so that was the thing I was like well I guess I'll move and um which was totally fine because um Michigan is real cold yes like so cold yeah and um when I moved here oh my gosh it was just the weather is amazing it's just no snow and then an hour later it's gone um so it's it's so nice and what I like also about Maryland is that it's it's so diverse Mm -hmm. like there's so many different types of people here and and when I was in Michigan it was very very black and white Mm -hmm. to me and they would be like and they would look at me as like where where are you you looked exotic or whatever so (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I had to go explain this whole long thing. And but here it's just everyone's like, just cool. So I really, I really like it over here. So it's been that's nice. cool. At what point did the camper come in? <laughs> so 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 I had I had a house, a, a big old house in, in the suburban area of Maryland. Um, with a underground pool and everything and I had my horse our horse my horses from Louisiana I had them but they were being boarded um, down the road so my intent for the longest um, was not to get married or have kids or anything like that. it was to, to always find a place where I could have my horses right next to me again um, <laughs> and so finally we find this house with it's just five acres over here, everyone's like, wow, you got five acres. And but in the south, everyone's like, well, that's that's nothing. <laughs> so I was like, it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but my family down there, they're like five acres, really. <laughs> so but in order to get that five acres, um, I had to get a smaller house. So we went from a three thousand square foot house to a nine hundred square foot house. Um, which I was like, it's okay, that's fine, you know, because then people ain't gonna be coming over so much because they ain't got no place to sleep unless they want to sleep in a barn. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so, but that didn't happen. Um, the people still kept coming over, and <laughs> and so, and my mom and dad, we would end up sleeping in my son's bunk beds and stuff, and we, they're not like my mom and dad has our room and everything, and we're just like, oh my gosh, I gotta do something, I gotta figure out something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me get this camper. Um, and I found on Facebook, got it for half the price. Um, and I was like, look, mom and dad, I got y'all a camper. And they're like, it's cold or it's like <laughs> the water. Don't. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, fine, we'll stay in there when you guys come. So, so that's where the camper came in. But, oh. Yeah. So people well, that now. Nice. That's, that's nice that you accommodate your family though. <laughs> Jeez. I haven't. Yeah, they, but I mean, my mom and dad, thank God, you know, they're, my dad's 80, my mom's 77. They still want to travel and come out last year. And I think that's the thing. We, we did too much last year, um, which was seeing each other. So, um, but, but they, they enjoy it and they like coming up here and um, they like being with us. And, and if if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't, be with the horses or anything like that or living this type of life because they're the ones who gave that to me um because they wouldn't let me do any sports in school it was like go ride a horse Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's okay I'm completely happy and I hope to God that the kids I have I can do that to them (laughs) um I'm just afraid that they're like oh I don't I don't like horses I'll be like why What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> well, choose one of those animals out on the ark to like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't like the horses, you can like a cow, okay? Uh, yeah, exactly. You're like, you you going to show something here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. So what are some of the challenges you've faced kind of in the veterinary industry? Um, I don't know if I shared, but I'm pre-vet. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I'm always really interested to talk to Black female veterinarians, especially ones in horses, because I've been told many times that that's not the way to go. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I was told that 
shoot, all the time. Um, this, even when I was in 4-H and they were like, oh, you're, that's going to be so hard and you're so small. Um, and, you know, that's not a, working with horses is not a, a woman thing. Um, that's more for men to do and deal with. And you're going to get beat up and punched, you know, and all this by horses, which, yeah, you do, but you just, you know, drop chip it off and then keep going. Um, mm -hmm. That's what, how we learn with riding horses. <laughs> that's why every time somebody falls off here, I'm like, go get back on. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? I fell off. I'm like, yeah, but you need to go get back on. And I was like, because no, we don't do it like that here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it can be a challenge. Um, and I think it's more of a challenge when, when someone points it out to you that you're different. Um, cause I would always go to the horse vet association meetings. Um, and so they're, they're, you know, sometimes they'll say one thing or something like that. Cause a lot of people think I'm from Mexico. Um, and so, <laughs> so they're always like, you like margaritas, right? I'm oh like, I was like, yeah, I, mean, I do. And like, because you're from Mexico. And I was like, no, I mean, no, I just like them. I'm like, <laughs> So yeah, so it's just those kind of things that you're like, dang, why did they have to do that? Or why did they say that? You know, but um, but I think the thing is that um I obviously I mean I um I'm always about someone, I'm always the type that if someone says I can't do it, I'm gonna do it. Um and that's how it was like with the vet school thing. When I failed that one year, um, you know, everyone was like, Oh, she going back, she going to Louisiana, she gonna have to go break horses again and she, she ain't going to be that doctor she was talking about. And, um, but I was like, I can't, I, I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing because I can't go back. And I'm like, cause they are just going to be whining, complaining about me and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was hard because I, there were some other people that, that failed that year too. And I see them at the gap at the mall shop that are working and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm living a good life now. I'm, I'm happy. And I was like, God, I'm like super stressed because I'm in school, but they're like looking like they're happy. I'm like, they can't be happy. I was like, no. And I was like, that's okay. I'm keep going. Um, but, but yeah, um, you know, people will say certain things and, and then I just kind of just let it go because you can't, um, let it get to you because if you do and you, and you point out every single little thing, then that's when they're going to be like, oh, that's, she's that type of person or something like that. Cause I mean, I remember in vet school, there was a guy was like, well, you got in before I did because you were meeting that quota. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what quota? He's like, cause you're not white. And I'm like, that's not why I got in before you. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, it was. And I'm like, God, but it's just those little things that you just go like, you know what? They just don't understand. So it's okay. Um, and that's where you just like, just let things go. Cause you can't, and that's where a lot of people would say, cause I worked, um, the horse protection program for eight years in USDA. And I was dealing with a lot of people from Tennessee and Alabama and with their Tennessee walkers and they would sore them, you know, and like hurt their feet and stuff. Um, and oh yeah, they were, they were always coming at me. And, um, but usually the person that takes that position is only there for two years, but I did it for eight. And that's where everyone would call me a duck because I'd always let stuff roll off my back because <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone get to me because I'm like, I'm, I'm not. And luckily I had a really good mentor, um, which was only the very few black veterinarians that was a leader in USDA. 
um, Dr. Chester Gibson, and he um, he would uh, he would help school me. He would tell me because when I came into the position, that's when I came to DC um, from Michigan. I was wearing like my plaid shirt and my Wranglers, and <laughs> and I thought we're going to a horse show. That's what I gotta wear. And, and he was he had came and told me he was like, um, I'm gonna need you to stop wearing those tight jeans. And I was like, what? And he's like, they need to look at this, not that. And I was, <laughs> it was like, okay. He's like, so start wearing suits or khakis, things like that. And I'm like, okay. And, but he would, and I, I appreciate that he was real with me because that's so needed because I wouldn't have known no difference. And, and he, um, and then we would see other, you know, employees that be showing something or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, it's another her. He's like, I can't help her. I know I can help you. <laughs> So, but yeah, it was, that's what's really helpful to make sure you got a mentor that someone's going to like coach you and help you out and not like give up on you because, because that's so needed. Like, cause you can't, it's hard being out there by yourself. Um, but yeah, you just, I just not let things get to me because, and I always think, you know, after so long and being in a position for so long and. Um, getting of age and older, like, oh, it's going to change. It's not going to happen. Anymore. No, it still does. And so, um, like, I applied for a position to for another leadership position, and um, I tried to talk about, like, why I didn't, you know, be considered for it, and I, I felt like in the end, it was basically because there's, I'm different. <laughs> yeah, so, understood. <laughs> yeah. So, so and it was kind of unfortunate because I was like, man, I'm like, because I kept like, you know, it's kind of like asking like a boyfriend, like, why you break up with me? You know, what you what I do? And and they're like, well, well, and you're like, okay, this is what it was. That's yeah, it. yeah, um, yeah. You finally so, get down to the answer. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, my interview was good, and what didn't don't make no sense. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, and that and I mean that's the thing is like we are all trying in the veterinary preventer there's many of us trying like we have the multicultural vet association the black dvm network mm-hmm. um so many things that we're trying to keep connected with each other mm-hmm. um because it is it's a very small community still very very small and we gotta be you know help each other out and talk to each other because that's that is the only way to keep going um and keep pushing and and that's why that's why i started this farm and where i'm living so i can help share with the community and hopefully in the dc area um kids about you know learning how to ride horses so yeah yeah so do you provide like lessons uh Um, yeah for western Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep yeah yeah we can do i can do we just started so um like i guess you'd say last year was just friends and family coming over um and then that's when my brother was like you need to start like a business because everybody just coming over here (laughs) we we would have parties like every weekend um and so so yeah so that's where it was just like and we noticed too how the horses we have are very 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 gentle like I got two thoroughbreds off the track and like the kids can just walk up to them and pet them and they like know not to step on anybody or anything even though you try to tell kids like don't go behind them get over here and like watch your feet and stuff but it's like they know not to like that touch step on them or something so so that's what's real nice and that's when I was like yeah maybe we could share you know these animals with kids and stuff and let them feel like comfortable around them so and that's where we have two cows as well um 
and we've been like feeding them directly and stuff so they get used to us and everything and of right. course every time people come over they're like when are you gonna butcher them you're like I don't know probably not these are part <laughs> of the, the farm part of the not family. for food <laughs> cows and friends not food <laughs> yeah they don't always gotta be like they don't always gotta be food so yeah yeah that um, reminds me of the pig at our farm um one of the pigs got out it was my uncle's he lives further further down the path that my parents house is on and two of the pigs got out and they went to the farm and somebody took a picture. We have a group chat with all the boarders, and they were like, Who wants tacos tonight? <laughs> I mean, leave that pig alone. He didn't mean it. <laughs> I know. I, it was, I had a hard time trying to get a, a sitter over here um, for my kids because we, oh. we were medicating a rooster, and I had it in a cage in the house. <laughs> And it started crowing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's, he's not going to do that all day. But he just kept doing it. And I was like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> I can't work here. I can't. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was like, forget it. So that's when my husband's like, I'm going to just, I'll take care of the farm and take care of the kids. And I'm like, all right, yeah, because we can't get nobody to stay here. funny. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. I feel that way sometimes. I have seven animals and they're not like strange. I mean, cats, dogs, horses. But then I always feel like, oh my God, it's so much on somebody. Like nobody's going to want to come out here. Nobody's going to want to do anything. But it's I know. Luckily, I, luckily, I have Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and our neighbor, she's, um, and, and her husband, they, they're cool with because they got chickens and and they actually took one of our roosters to be with their chicken and um but they're cool they'll like look out for us and be like so-and-so's out or so-and-so's this and so so that's what's nice and um I keep trying to ask them for their pasture though because they have a good acreage I was like so y'all don't even need that like you can just <laughs> redraw the lines <laughs> right <laughs> included in mine <laughs> I told him that this weekend he was like here she goes again <laughs> like well you're mowing it for what nothing so yeah I know. so where are you um pre-vet at well I um did my undergrad at state and uh just graduated with my master's in one health from UF so okay that was like two weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm I'm just pre-vet here in North Carolina still. Um, but I think I'm I don't think I'm gonna apply this year. I think I'm gonna apply next year because we got a lot going on with the podcast and some other things I'm doing. And I don't, you know, I think my family would be like more school, seriously. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a break, take a breather, and then get everything done. I am determined to bring in a paycheck during vet school. Mm -hmm. I'm setting yeah. myself up for that. So I, so it's happening and I don't have to like do a lot of extra work. Oh, that's good. That's good. I have, a, um, and which is funny, my, um, horse vet that I have that, um, 
deals with the imports, the horses coming into the country. Mm -hmm. um, her name's Amber Hedden. Um, she's in North Carolina. Um, I think she graduated from North Carolina State. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I know her. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's pretty awesome. Yeah, when I went, oh my God, I was so, oh, I was so happy when I saw her come through the interview like room. I was like, thank you. I'm you. I, I'm you. I was like, we're done. You're chosen. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be the horse vet, and then you're going to those horse conventions, and you're gonna be okay. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. And that's the thing is like, it's like so many of, so many people always like, I want to be the only one. And I'm like, no, I want to spread this out. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like so happy. Amber was like not afraid of like, I don't want to deal with these horse people. And be like, she's like, no, I'll do it. I got it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> So happy <laughs> so but yeah she's in um she's based out of um well she's based out of our office here in maryland but she's in um north carolina so but yeah we talk right now all the time so <laughs> yeah so what exactly does your job entail there do you have to like do physical exams upon import or what's it so like? i don't i actually have we have staff at, at the, all the different individual ports, like especially like Miami, LA, um, and New York, um, and we have quarantine centers there. And so we have veterinarians that work there directly. Um, and they're the ones who's handled the horses and all the different animals. Um, and then we here at headquarters deal with more of the policies and the, like the political stuff. Like if there's like, for instance, if someone is upset because their horse maybe tested positive for a disease and so forth, then sometimes they'll go to their congressman and we got to deal with their congressman and talk to them about it and so forth. So, so we deal with the policy side of things here. It's more pencil pushing, I guess you say, but, um, but it's more of having to like, you know, make sure we get all the decisions made so they can do their job out there at the um, quarantine facility. So. Right. So yeah, and I did work <laughs> the court because the and the, and that's the thing. In order to move up in the government, you have to do more of director or leading and being able to be in DC or close to DC. Um, so that's how it has to go to make more money. Because when I do go to the quarantine facility, like you get to be with the horses and everything, but it's it, you do make less money. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll go back up there. So. But then too, when they, I had, they told me that I couldn't have my own horses as well when I was in the field because I'm working in a quarantine. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh yeah, no, I can't, yeah, I'm not doing that. And that's what happened when I went, I went to Dubai for a year and did an internship there mm -hmm. um, on their, their horses. And they were, they wanted me to stay. Um, They're like, you, can, you know, cause it was, I made crazy money there. Um, but they were like, but you can't have your own horses. And I was like, yep, I got to go home. I was like, I can't be here. So, and then also too, um, they didn't like my American way of acting. <laughs> so, because I was like, no, I got to go home. Like, I can't. Yeah. yeah. The year was, was a great year. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> good culture. Good, good, good Thank you know, experience. <laughs> but they thought I needed anger management. So, <laughs> Oh my because gosh, one, a woman that speaks up. How dare she? Yeah, yeah. And then and one of the guys, the grooms there, because he'd always like 
um, there's this pack, um, Indian guy and he would always um, just look around with holding the horse. So it was just like I, someone got kicked or bit. And one time I got bit and I was like, him, nope, I don't want him holding my horses no more. I was like, go get the horse. Like, I don't want him. And so he came up to me and he said, he's like, Dr. Rachel, 10 years, 10 years, I work on horses. And he put it in my face and I like, just like jumped at him. And then I was like, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> you and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, get his ass on that. I was, oh my God. I went off. I was just like. I, a crazy like, American. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you act? And I was like, it's just my American way, I guess. And I was like, but no, I go, he put his hands in my face. You don't put your hands in my face. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's why they were like, okay, but it made them respect me after that. So, <laughs> yeah, you do what you need to do, especially in a yep. place where you are the minority in more ways than one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, but, um, you know, it's good to get those experiences, see all the different places, but it was good to come back home. <laughs> so I am so upset. I had a birthday trip to Dubai planned for this year and it got canceled. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, I canceled and I was just like, like I planned, we put horses on the itinerary. Like I was like, I know y'all want to ride a camel. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do the camel, like just for pictures, but we need to find a barn out there because mm -hmm. I want like to see like a sultan with a octale, a cocktail, whatever it's called. Like I just wanted to be fancy to buy horses, okay? That and that's not happening. So, that makes well, sense. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Oh, yeah, and you should go when the Dubai World Cup is going on if you can. Is it gonna be more expensive? And no, it's actually it's it's. <laughs> It's free. Um, well, the, the, it's not like the Kentucky Derby because it's free oh, to okay. anyone go there. Oh, okay. um, so, because yeah, because it's the invitational race. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it ain't gonna be free to get there. Right. Here, true, but. true. True. Yeah, I was already. I was already prepared to shell out, and then they were just like, "No, just kidding." Yeah. Well, maybe then you'll get it if you get you can get an internship like I did. Went for a yeah. year. Yeah. Dude, why I was so like I was when I got my ticket to, for the first plane to get on to go there because it was like I just I was just in Michigan and Louisiana that's it and then I get I get to go to the Middle East and um and I saw my ticket and it said one E and I was like they put me in the first seat like I'm a little girl I can't believe I'm getting in the first seat Ugh. and then I get in there in his first class and I was like oh my god oh my god and I'm like trying to call everyone. I was like, look, this seat is so big. I got to meet another person in here. I was like, oh my God. And they were like, this man was sitting next to me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I've never seen this first time. I was like, I can't believe this. So I'm just like, okay. They're like, would you like wine? And I'm like, yes. Is it free? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh yeah so funny. it was so I was just like wow it's like I'm like and then the guy he had my like the little card with my name no. like, I was like that's me that's me oh my god that's me and he was like, <laughs> I know they were probably like what is wrong with this woman yeah. you know, I was like oh and, but then and then you get outside and it was like oh my god it was hot it was just 
hot. And I was like, oh, good gosh, why is it so hot? And they were like, it's not, this is the weather. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did it for a whole year. That's amazing. I know. Couldn't believe it. So, wow. And that was one another thing. A lot of them said well, I wouldn't get through it. And so, but I was like, no, I'm saying about it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard because I had never been away from my family that long. And um, my boss there, he was from Florida. And so he had, um, for Christmas, he, his wife had um, made me a pecan pie. And so I started crying. I was like, oh, how did you know I love this? Like, they're like, well, because, you know, you say your family's from Louisiana. I was like, oh, my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah that is so funny so yeah so if you do want to go see horses in dubai i do know some people there still so even though it was a long time ago i still know some people so <laughs> yes i will definitely take you up on that because i was i was this close this close man the corona <laughs> yes the corona so but um yeah and then are you guys um you ever come up to maryland I was going back and forth to Maryland um, like three years ago, but I haven't been back since. I was doing some training up there for the rodeo. Lord oh, Field. okay. It was a lot of fun. That's good. I know. I've only been up there to visit family, like nothing horse related, um, but I haven't been up there in a long time. I have a sister that works um, at the pentagon so the highest we go up is virginia at this point okay yeah but i do have a lot of friends that have uh well i said a lot when there's only one that i'm thinking of i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he just moved down here from maryland um and so we kind of have a connection there because he um he's in horses and has um horses up in maryland so he goes back and forth a lot oh okay but yeah so what um what vision do you have kind of for the future of the ranch I know that we talked about it a little bit but do you want to I guess I guess you do want to get more acreage but like what do you see kind of in the future of double z corral so in the future I'm hoping to start having um like like camps either on the weekend or during the week or something like that um, and have kids come out. Um, I just need to start doing more advertising, especially with like schools and stuff that, cause I would prefer like schools from the DC area and from the city population um, to come out to learn about these animals. Um, so I think um, weekend camps would probably be what the start is. But for now, that's what I've been doing is like posting stuff on Facebook about, you know, what animals we have going on and stuff. I do right now also teach um, a veterinary assistant lab um, with our community college. Um, and we're trying to broaden that out even more. And that's why I'm hoping to like collaborate more with them mm -hmm. on having um, kids come out to the farm as well. Um, they did come out right before the COVID. Um, and we had like, um, they came out and saw all the, I was supposed to be showing the class about husbandry and how to work with horses, but 
they're and they're they're from age 17 to 60 mm -hmm. my class um but they all were so like glass-eyed like and googly like so happy <laughs> to see all these animals and mm -hmm. i was like all right well i guess we'll teach another time um <laughs> so, yeah, they were like take my picture i'm, I'm holding a chicken if we can take my picture and i was like oh my god i was like all right well like i didn't realize how much like they would be so like happy but that's the thing I, you know animals make people happy and calm mm -hmm. them down and stuff so so that's why like our neighbors are always walking by and coming to pet the horses and i yell at them like they like carrots and i nut cheerios so. <laughs> <laughs> bring snacks bring, bring snacks. snacks so but yeah that's what i'm i'm hoping to broaden it more so then um we can have um at least start doing weekend camps or or even you know when people because there's been some people that has asked like you know can i bring my my daughter out to learn about horses like mm -hmm. yeah um yeah we can do that we just um we got our equine license through the maryland department of ag um so we can have people come out and ride um and then i can show them you know how to do that and stuff and um and also um yeah i mean the thing is that we, you can also relive on a the road we're on is like real quiet there's not that many people around stuff so people can ride down the road too and so forth so mm -hmm. so it's not too bad it's a pretty calm area um but that's what i'm hoping is just to get kids and stuff to start getting more comfortable um since my son is only five um you can't really do 4-h right now yet so much so um so that's why i was hoping that like eventually like for 4-h you know you have to have a riding area or a place to come ride horses so i was thinking i was like oh well to help with that but um but one thing definitely I want to just make sure just try to get the DC kids to come out here more. So I think that's what I'd, I'd like to try to get kids um, that don't get to see animals so much to get to see them. So, yeah. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, my hope is to do. Um, I mean, if I didn't have to have my full-time job, I would do it. <laughs> but i need the full-time job to to do this so. to support it exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly um, that's the start of every sentence of this if i didn't have to work yeah <laughs> exactly so so Life yeah would be better for us equestrians if we didn't have to work oh yeah <laughs> and especially like when and then if it's if the, the animals don't want to act like kids like right now I, I have one that has a a hoof abscess and so i was just <laughs> like same I, same yeah, like, why, you, why why i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm dealing with the same thing i came off my horse hurt my hip couldn't ride for like two weeks and then i was like i'm gonna ride today and i went outside and he was like yeah what yeah <laughs> i saw and it's a thoroughbred and i saw him running and his head like flipping and i was like why is he running and like that and i'm like he's lame and i'm like oh my god so yeah yeah and so my husband had to just go to tractor supply i was like go oh, give me some epsom salt go give me this give me that i'm like you gotta do this so and he's like there's no hoof knife here and i was like i can't believe it. i i don't have a hoof knife i was like oh my god what's the loss or something but mm -hmm. he had to go there was no hoof knife at tractor supply so he had to go to another one oh i was like god. i need you gotta get me one <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you, do you miss uh, being in regular practice and general practice? Um, I, I, don't, 
probably just because um because when i when something does happen with one of my horses i have to be like all right, all right okay okay how do you do this now because <laughs> i don't do it all the time now so uh -huh. i was like i was like oh my god make sure i don't leave them so you know put the tube in so um but but yeah i think because that's probably the only thing i miss of it i don't miss it so much because it was other people's animals um and you don't know how they're gonna be because that's where you would get kicked or bit and stuff because you can't be like not on your a game you have to be on and be awake because that's the times that anytime i've gotten bitten or or kicked is because i wasn't on i was either hungover or tired or something <laughs> so mm -hmm. so i was like dang it and because i'll be like oh, they kicked you and i was like yeah but it's it was i did it it's my fault and they're like it's your fault no that animal's crazy and i'm like no i went around the wrong way i should have realized mm -hmm. so because that's how people would always say about my rottweiler that i had forever um they were like he bit you he, he's he's tasted blood you got to kill him i was like no i'm like he's a rottweiler for one and i'm like you got to treat him like a lion <laughs> I was yeah. like, so just look at him don't pet him yeah <laughs> for protection okay so he's not like a little chihuahua pee pee mm -hmm. um, but um but yeah no um i mean the thing is that too is like because you get all dirty and messy and i did not like the on call part like the emergencies and stuff that's what got fresh me frustrated in dubai because it was every night i was um having to deal with the colicky horse because their um their management of horses was is different they would give it dates or onions or something like thinking that it's going to help them and a lot of times i'd get horses that were like about to die and then i they want me to try to save them and it barely would ever happen so but um but it was like every night and like every time we try to like do something they'd be like you gotta go back and i'm like oh i don't know about this <laughs> i don't like this all of a sudden like try to plan to go somewhere and then nope can't go mm -hmm. so so that's when i was like hmm i know this government thing i know what's gonna happen with that it's gonna be 40 hours <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like so let me get back to that so so yeah, I mean, and I, I like, I like it too, because it's, I'm dealing with all different types of animals um, that are coming in the, in the country now. Um, and I really enjoyed my horse protection, you know, position, because that was, that was exciting to me, because um, I did have to go to a hill a fair amount and, and deal with congressmen. So it was, it was interesting. Um, so, yeah. and that's the thing too, like when I go to the horse shows um, in Tennessee, um, you know it was there were some security concerns or issues you know people try to come at you and everything and uh -huh. my boss that he he was like Let, let's go to a horse show in tennessee first and let's see if you're gonna be okay with it and so one of the like inspectors like tried to like fight one of the vets he was like come on come outside with me come outside with me and so my boss went and ran up in the middle of them he's like no 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 you don't need to go outside you don't need to go outside and then um and he's like well, why not he just wants to talk to me outside and he's like no he wants to fight you that's why he's like you in the country you in the south <laughs> so, oh and so he came back walking over to me and he's like you gonna be okay with this i was like this is a normal family party I was like, <laughs> there ain't nothing i was like i'm just like mm -hmm, go ahead, finish it. You're done. So, why didn't you let him go <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's 
normal. I'm like, <laughs> that's my brother's acting up. So mm-hmm. that's how they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually just uh, talked to a guy um, that shows padded walking horses. And I told him before the interview, I said, look, we got to address it because we can't do an interview and you talk about this and we not talk about soaring. So we kind of heard his side of the story. I have a barefoot walking horse. So that obviously shows what my position is. Um, But he kind of just talked about the whole thing, the whole process and you know how padded trainers and stuff are still like trying to do their thing but show how they are not soaring the horses I guess or or, like denounce other padded people soaring the horses and like there's some good padded people and bad padded people what what do you think about that (laughs) um I don't know like and I probably know the guy that you were to talk to because <laughs> I mean yeah because um because I remember some people I try to talk to them and be like well why why you got why you gotta do this like what you know why can't you just have a flat foot flat shot horse and they're like well because the competition is hard and you know these horses aren't bred to do this gate you know you gotta they're you know so we gotta help them and I was like but are you helping them I was like, because it's not, because it looks like to me, it's, it's, they're struggling. They're not really getting help and they don't seem too happy to me. I don't know why I was like, but I was like, I don't think it's really, you know, necessary. Cause we tried to work with them to try to decrease the pad. Like, you know, let's go to like, you know, instead of the five, six inch, go to two inch. And, but then some of them did try that, but they weren't winning. So they went back mm-hmm. and I was like, come on. And so so yeah, it was, it's just, it, it was hard too for me because yeah, you, that was the thing. It's like, I was in a position that I had to be neutral. Um, and I like, cause I had humane society on this side saying like, do this, you know, you just like, I could never, you know, eat meat around them. Um, <laughs> I was going to have salad. It's like, oh, I forgot a salad. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, it was, it was just like, like you're gonna eat that and I'm like oh my god no I forgot sorry people no um, me <laughs> so, so um but then um then you have the you know the other ones that was just like it ain't hurting them it's a long way from their heart so and then and I remember actually remembering that when I was growing up when like something would happen to our horse just something regular and, and dad would say to me he's like it ain't gonna hurt them it's a long way from their heart Mm-hmm. And then I remember, and then I heard it again when I was starting to deal with the Tennessee walk and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's reminds me of like what Dan used to say. But I was like, but this is, this is a little different. And I was like, so, so it, so it was just, it was hard because I did, I did, I do enjoy working with those people and they're, they're cool and everything. And I'm like, but then it's like, there's a point that there was just like, well, I still need to do this and it ain't hurting them that bad. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where, cause a lot of them would be, I remember asking him like, if you saw your horse like sick and like, look like he's dying, would you shoot him? And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna let him just die. And I was like, and that a lot of the owners would be like, I, 
I can't, I can't kill them myself. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I was just like, and I'm like, so, I'm like, so I remember one of them said something about like, (laughs) like, like, well, I said, I don't know, we were talking about something. I was like, well, you know, if you feel like your, your wife or something needs a little bit of like, you know, shut up or, you know, whatever, you think that's all right. Yeah. Cause it ain't going to kill her. <laughs> was like, so that's how you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how it, it was like, it's like, well, it ain't, ain't going to kill them. But I was like, yeah, but it, it ain't a good life. Don't right. you see? It's kind of bad for them to live like this. Right. Um, yeah, stay in a stall with the things on from yeah but it's and it, but the thing is like that's what's kind of that's also actually that's part of the reason why I ended up getting out of um horse practice too was because because I did get to work in Kentucky as well mm-hmm. um and um I remember the first time going to a saddlebred um farm and there was like pop rockets you know, those little pop rocket things and like, and jugs of like rocks, like sitting around, what the hell is all this? And then the horse, we went to go see the horse and it was a heavy horse and it was all black in there. It was like dark as hell. And so, um, we bring the horse out and the horse was like, and I was like, oh my God, you look so scared. And they're like, that's how they want them to be. And I'm like, why? They're like, because then they're like, they look like they're hyped up and they're hyper and they're like, really like, ready to go. Um, and then they would be popping the rocks. Like, and so they would be popping higher and like they're scared and I was like oh my god this is horrible and he's like that's how they do that's how they come that's the competition for them and so so that's when that got me and then when I was in I was at the hospital and there was holes that would come out of Thorbreds racing Thorbreds you know they're insured and everything and if the owner would come and see the Thor the foal and they didn't like them they're like put him down and I was like but he's all right like why why are we putting him down they're like he ain't gonna be racing potential write the insurance papers up done and I was like oh lord I gotta go I can't be here no more (laughs) I was like so because that was too hard for me because I'm like I'm I'm too much of a horse person I can't yeah which is hard now having like you know I realized you know this farm that we have um everyone's like because we have some sheep you know and they're they keep producing they're like you got like seven sheep now and I was like I know and I'm so scared next year because they're gonna have more what are we gonna do we're gonna have more sheep and the babies they're so nice they come up to you and they're like hey I that. So I'm like why y'all like this they're so nice and and I was like uh, and I think it's because when I was growing up with animals I didn't see when dad would go butcher them or go dad would go sell them off. I just see them there. And, but now it's like, I see them the whole process, like when they get sick and, and everything. And, and that's the only thing that me and my husband argue about is the animals. We don't argue about our kids. Um, it's about <laughs> the animals. They'd be like, well, the chicken, um, she, I didn't see, there's only seven today. So, and I was like, so wait a minute, where's she at? I don't know. I didn't see her last night either. And I was like, you just tell me now. <laughs> I was like, why, why didn't you tell me yesterday? I could have went and looked for it. He's like, oh, well, I mean, maybe she come back tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm good. I was like, why you ain't tell me that we lost a chicken? Like, this is serious. <laughs> so, I mean, did you have chicken tacos? <laughs> I haven't seen the chicken. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's just people like when they compete with different horses, there are different ways and they do different stuff to them. And it's, it's hard because it is, yeah, they're like, because I remember asking the Tennessee Walker guy when he um, got, got caught with doing all this stuff on his horse's feet. I was like, why, why you put all that stuff? Why you put gasoline and mustard and all that? Why you do that? And he's like, I don't know how else to do it. My grandpa did it. My grandpa Paul did it. My great grandpa did it. And he's like, I don't know anything else. I was like, well, don't you want to just stop? Like, why can't you like Make just that do like decision? A, yeah, he's own. like, I can't. And he's like, that's all I know. And I'm like, I made a post about that. Like, that can't be just because you've been doing it that way. You have to learn other ways of doing things yeah. and find out the way. Like, if you don't know why you're doing it, why are you doing it? Yeah, I think it's the younger people though, which is gonna still take a little while to start like saying like no we can't do it because we had did a bunch of town halls like around the whole country and there would be the teenage kids would come and speak and be like I saw my grandpa do this and I want to be a vet and I, and I realized this is wrong and this woman jumped up and was like buddy shut up ain't nothing wrong with this and he's like yes it is auntie it's wrong and I was like oh my god we got to take him with us and he was like he is gonna, you're gonna hurt him <laughs> can he get in the car with us <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared. So, and then this one girl comes, she's like, everyone telling me that's like wearing high heels. Um, but that's not, I don't wear high heels all day. I take them off, but we're making these horses wear them all the time. And I was like, oh no, there's another one. They're gonna take her. <laughs> so she's gone. She's like, girl, it's like so much potential. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I know I've only been to like a, a actual walking horse show at the state fair and I mean the man was like does the barefoot horse really have to keep coming through the space clearly she ain't soaring a horse <laughs> but I just i thought about like even going out to a show in Tennessee like there I feel like there's no point in going to a show and you're barefoot like in Tennessee they're gonna be like why are you here barefoot and black like come on but what I don't understand is it the fault of the judges who are looking for this particular look or is it the people that's doing it because you know, like you said, that you tried to get some of them, they went down to two inches, but they weren't winning. So why aren't the judges like, okay, if your horses clearly look like you have altered their natural whatever, yeah, we're not even going to put y'all in these categories. No, their judges are all in-house paid. And wow. yeah, mm -hmm. how it all started was because the judges started saying, oh, that looked pretty. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's nice we going to start, you know, because it's not really like, yeah, it's, it's just not so much of, I guess you say, I mean, I don't know if you've seen them, how they canter and stuff like that. I mean, like they're struggling, but they're just like, oh yeah, the, the one, the highest one, that's the one that's going to get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's more, all the judges are always like the people they all know. And they, there's supposedly there's rumors about them getting paid underneath and so forth and everything like that. So, so that's, that's where it just it gets a lot um it gets crazy i mean and that, it, yeah it's surprising i got through eight years of it um 
because it, it was nuts. Like they even tried coming after um, one time, um, you know, because they all try to get to know you and stuff like, oh, so, so your family, you're from Louisiana, right? I'm like, yeah, they're from Louisiana and, and you know, all this stuff. And then the next meeting and the one in the vets had came up to me and he's like, hey, I got to talk to you about something. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, yeah, um, I don't know if you heard, but um, I heard there's an investigation going on with your mom and dad's farm in Louisiana. There's some like eight, um, illegal gambling going on and I was like for real I was like well god dog I'm like if that was the case I wouldn't be working here because I I wouldn't be paying their bills like I'm paying it but I better find out that and I looked at him I was like don't mess with my family I swear to god I was like that's the last thing you're gonna do and he's like what and I'm like don't mess with my family and I was like especially my mom and dad come on and I was like y'all gonna try to pull something like that yeah and that's what they would do they would do that and intimidate you and stuff yeah and then one time they pulled out an email they took all my emails and they um ended up putting their local fox news and said like dr caesar needs to be out of horse protection she's just in it for the money she hates horses and it was because one of my vets that worked and doing inspections I know how we'd all go, all go back to the hotel, everyone's drinking, and they'd be like joking and being like, I don't even like horses, you know, I'm just here because of the overtime and stuff like that. And I was like, don't do that because someone's going to take that the wrong way and they're really going to think that's the case. And I said that in an email to him. I was like, I don't need y'all to be talking like this. And I said it like that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they ended up redacting the email and it looked like it said, um, I hate horses and I'm in it for the money. Wow. And so they put that in the newspaper and they took sent it to the secretary of agriculture and said, she needs to be relieved of her duties. And so after that, my boss called me, was like, I need you to just not check any emails. Don't answer any phones for two weeks. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, because they want us to fire you. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't That's believe so it. Yeah. And so, and then finally they, they, um, our, luckily, our boss's boss fought for us. He fought for me, my boss, and the vet, the other vet, because I only had one black vet out there in the field doing the work. And they always would be like, oh, he's rude. He's mean. He looks like he's angry. I'm like, he is a teddy bear. He is nothing like that at all. And I'm like, but y'all always going at him and always was going at him. Um, and it was what was really unfortunate was that that year when they came at me in the magazine or in the newspaper and they came at him um and he was like contact me he's like I, do they did they write something about and i was like no don't worry about it, don't worry about it. you you okay don't worry about it but he ended up getting cancer that year um and just in three months he had passed and i was oh it was the worst ever and so and there's like a couple people had called me it was like i'm i'm so sorry i feel like we did this and i was like yeah y'all did and I was like, and I was wrong. And I was like, but that's, that's the thing is like, yeah, that, and that's when it was that, I think I had three more years after that. I was like, I'm not leaving. I got to stay. And I was like, cause I remember that my last phone conversation with him, he's like, you stick, you stay on these people. Don't mm-hmm. leave. And I was like, all right, for you, I won't. So yeah. Yeah. That, a little bit. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, cause, but he would, he would let stuff get to him. Like he would be, cause I was like, don't, just don't worry about it. And I tried not to tell him when people was trying to do stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, you can't, but, um, but that's the thing you can't, cause it's always going to be like that forever. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, look at today. So <laughs> look 
yeah. yeah. Stuff that's going on that you're like, oh, maybe you're like, no. <laughs> but Caitlin, back to what you were saying, I think that it's a hundred percent in the horse industry. The trends are whatever the judges are placing, because mm-hmm. it's like even in halter horses, even in quarter horse halter horses, like a lot of those horses aren't functional like you're not actually gonna go ride them they are you know these big booty big shoulder barrels and then these skinny little posty legs like they're not built (laughs) like the size of this (laughs) yeah they're not built for actual work they just they oh i like how muscled they are and in order for them to be bred that way they just happen to have skinny little legs like you know so I, I think it's a lot of the trends that are in any industry, any breed is based on what is making the most money or what's placing the highest at the show level. Mm-hmm. I feel like so. Yeah. Yeah. On the you know when I was um in 4-H, um, like the girls in there, they would go get their horses trained. And, you know, I had to ride my horse every day and I had an old saddle and stuff like that. And, and I was winning and they were just like, wow, I can't believe you're winning. And, um, and I was like, well, I, I know my horse. I mean, I've been on always with my horse and they just got their horse from the weekend because it was, it was trained somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's where, oh, they, they hated me. Cause I, I had won my last year. I got, um, I had always win barrels. And so, um, and so my saddle ended up breaking on the first barrel. Um, it broke <laughs> before the leather where the cinch is supposed to go. Um, mm-hmm. It broke and it, I fell and I fell right, the saddle fell right on top of me. And my horse stood right there. And everyone's like, oh, she did. And Dan's like, no, she <laughs> What? So, <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, they just gonna look like. Oh, yeah. And so, and the judge let me um they're like if you can find another saddle in 20 minutes you can do it again and i did it again and i got the the lowest speed and so and so they were they were so pissed they're like, that's not fair i can't believe you let her race again and oh well so and then i was like they were so bad i was like i'm out this i'm done it's my last year i was like because because they were like um they always just say, because I had a buckskin quarter horse, and they always say, like, oh, she matches her horse. So oh, cute. God. And I was like, <laughs> they both light skin. And they dark hair. So pretty. Like, uh, like well, they winning. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you point that out, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, it's crazy out there. It's, um, but that's the thing is like I'm there like um with the horse with horse world when they see black people riding horses and being around horses and they're just like, Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. To this day they don't know that. Like Yeah, twenty twenty <laughs> and we're like still having to have this conversation. Yeah. So that's why I feel like that is like a part of the reason why people are like, I'm so glad that you and Ariana are doing this because, yeah, we didn't know that Black people do this. It's like, y'all, please get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, but that's, but, I mean, truth be told, I mean, 
it is majority but still majority of a lot of white people that's out there with the animals like that's the thing it's like when i go to the fair here i was just like wow yep nobody <laughs> is of <laughs> color doing this at all and i was like i would hope i thought maybe yeah. so but yeah no and then that was the thing like i tried to like the first 4-h virtual meeting um with my son because they said well he's five he could be on the clover side for, for fortune farmers yeah yeah so they were like so how do how do would you say his last name mart martin martinez <laughs> like yeah yes martinez <laughs> okay you see a lot probably on the tvs i'm sure and his first yeah. name zay, zay zay i'm like just call him baba it's B- baba <laughs> Baba. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do Baba. <laughs> what is his name? Zayden. Like Aiden with the Z. So That's still yeah. not that hard. No. You know no. how many names of some other cultures that I cannot pronounce, but yeah. I know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I always tell my coworkers, like, if you can pronounce uh ketoconazole, do not tell me that you cannot pronounce this girl's name in the computer. It's Sharika. Like, don't even get it twisted. Like, that is a you problem. That's not a her problem, okay? That irks my nerves so bad. Yeah. Yeah, but and then I still get called Cesar Chavez. Even though it's, like, not Chavez. It's And still at work, they're like, Dr. Cesar Chavez would be okay with it. Wow, you know me like I don't know how long, and you still doing this? <laughs> like, that's Where crazy. Did that come from? <laughs> like at this oh, point, like, like you're laughing. It's just laughable her. at this point. It's like y'all not even trying. Like it's just. Ignorant. I know that's why I'm just like I want to contact him back though and be like, "Is it you're just joking, right?" Like I I didn't know you joke like that. That's interesting. You didn't seem like a joking person. They'll be like, "Oh, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Can I offend you?" <laughs> no, I wouldn't bring this up if I like, right no. if I wasn't offended, you know. Yeah, you like, no, I forget it. So, <laughs> but yeah. honestly, like, who else? Who else is is like okay with that? Like at this point, you know, it's it's laughable, but y'all aren't doing it to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no. just. It, that's what irritates me. I, I'll be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then I'm like, actually, no, I actually do feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you're not doing that to your people. Like, if somebody came in the door that looked like you, you would be all like, you know, trying to get it right. But with me, you can have like a lower standard. Like, you can be incorrect and it can be okay. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, I know we all have different dialects and talk differently and and if that's the case and that's why I always tell like my bosses or anyone I work with I'm like I accept constructive feedback any type of feedback I would appreciate it and yeah I probably won't have a Dr. Gibson again that will be that blunt with me and straight up with me because there'd be oh I offend her I would say something and I'm like no if you say that like well I feel like you talk too fast but like or I feel like you move your head too much or whatever um, you know, it kind of doesn't, it looks too politically correct. If that's the case, then tell me, say that, and it's okay. Um, cause he told me that he was like, I'm gonna need, cause I, I remember one time, HSUS was like, you need to have your people out there taking those horses off the trailers on the highway. 
because um, they're abusing them and you could stop them on the highway and they can go to jail. And I was like, I ain't letting my people at all get on the uh, high, highway and take the horses off the trailer. And I was like, and, <laughs> and the media person there looked at me like, and I was like, what? And she's like, <laughs> don't you ever do that again. And I was like, what'd I do? And then she's like, twist your head like that and roll your eyes. Oh my God, you are representing USDA. Don't you ever. And immediately- We are a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, don't ever do that. And then, so, and that's when they let me go to American University. They paid for me to go to get policy training. And I came back all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And my boss was like, I'm so proud. You're, you changed so much. You're so wow. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he got me my professional etiquette training. So, because yeah, yeah, I jumped the aisle, jumped the guy at the, at the celebration because he was like, you better put those rash back on my horse. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, not me. I was like, you better put them back yourself. <laughs> And my boss looked at me like, and that's like, not how we do this. Yeah, and he was like, you need, don't act like that. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna let him talk to me like that? And I was right. like, I'm gonna let him, I was like, no. He's like, yes, you are. You're in the government now, okay? You just walk away. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't used so to that. funny. This is so me at work right now. <laughs> it is her. Like, me at work. Like, I have so many. I, I wouldn't say so many. There's only four. But nobody else gets mentioned at, in Yelp reviews. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. There, your medical record says if you come back and the dog is in the same condition because they're so matted that we should call animal control. But you bring the dog for grooming and we had to sedate it and she had she called back and was like upset because it had nicks on it. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, its hair was matted to its body. So yeah, it's gonna bleed a little bit because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And she was like, I will come up there and smack the mess out of you. And I was like, Well, you know where I work, I get all that. <laughs> And so I went to my boss and I was like, there's a client on the way that's going to come smack the mess out of you. Let me know where she gets in the parking lot. And my boss was just like, what? And so, of course, they spelled my name wrong in the review. I was like, who is this girl, Aubrey? She does not have a very good attitude. When she gets back in, somebody tell her she got a bad Yelp review. Like... I am all yeah I'm like who is Aubrey <laughs> Aubrey <laughs> that works here, work here. <laughs> she's got a bad attitude oh I'm God. like but oh if God. the medical record states neglect like don't be upset with me when I'm telling you like ma'am we did what we could the other option was us calling animal control Right. What we're supposed to do. <laughs> what what the medical record said. I can't help that y'all just want to type in the medical record and not actually say stuff to clients. But mm -hmm. I just read the medical record and she got upset. So, and uh, I could go on all day. I just, I feel like in veterinary medicine, you know, they talk about how there's compassion fatigue and high rates of suicide and all this stuff. And I feel like it's, for that reason like people think they can just run all over you because it's their pet and it's just like a little bit lower than them 
Like you wouldn't do something like that to your doctor because the doctor is taking care of you. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to piss the doctor off, but you can just talk any kind of way to veterinary professionals and think like you're just going to be okay. Or you can just come back. That is what I said. If I could run a veterinary practice like that, uh, restaurant where they say oh. things to you all the time <laughs> <laughs> sign me up <laughs> that's the job i want okay because i mean just tell it like it is and like sugarcoat and then, ah. yeah no that's how it is i mean and that's why anytime any of my family is in the hospital they're like rachel come on because mm -hmm. you're going to ask them and all these questions and do all this stuff because yeah. that's what I'm like for them. yeah I like come in there I'm like the surgeon the surgeon didn't come in here to tell you what happened like oh okay bring, bring that number call the nurse <laughs> so, so um we need to have the doctor come in here and say what exactly happened here mm -hmm. like well he already he went home then let's call him Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, as veterinarians, we got to like call them on the dot every time and make sure to let them know how Fifi's doing, how's this and that. Exactly. They will, they will sue for every little thing and go crazy. And I'm like, gosh, yeah, that's why people get all stressed out in practice and stuff because yeah, that's, that's a lot. And, and if you can't like accept it or be like, whatever, you know, throw it off. And that's why I think it's actually... <laughs> even though it's it's frustrating it's hard that we have to deal with so much um you know weirdness and stuff like that with people saying different things mm -hmm. it actually helps build your stamina to deal with crap later because mm -hmm. it's just you're going to deal with it so it's like you'd be like you know what i don't care say whatever you want and i'm like because i know who i am and i'm like i appreciate who i am so and but that's the thing because if if i swear like if i didn't have like the growing up I had or um, going through school I did, then I could have never gone through the horse protection program and I deal with the stuff I do now. So because, shoot, there's still tweets out there about me like, um, let's see how Dr. Cesar like to be shanked um, and like let's send her back to Mexico. And I was like, well, I mean, Louisiana, but not Mexico. I mean, so. can we go to Cancun? Like, can you see Cancun? <laughs> like, do I get to choose? <laughs> Where in Mexico I can go? I mean, because oh. you're paying. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was about to say, are you paying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, but yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. It's like, and I think also too, um, it's just because a lot of people that go into vet med or become veterinarians, it's because you love animals and that can't be the only thing because mm -hmm. it's like, you got to be like, I can handle it too and deal with the drive and do the stress. And so, I mean, like now, even now me, like having to like put, put a duck down or, you know, our ducks or I have to deal with my husband because he's like, this is way, that's way, maybe I saw him eat something today. I think he kind of went a little bit and I'm like, no, I'm going to go break his neck. I got to, because I can't keep looking at so, and that's hard and that's rough and it's just like, ugh. and then, but then you got to just kind of shake it off and be like, all right, let me go get a drink. I'll be all right. So, <laughs> like, cause, cause yeah, cause I mean, that, that I don't like putting animals down, but you know, do what we got to do. So, um, yeah. So I think the only part now that I'm just challenged with is like eating them. If we named them, <laughs> so that's the power now, like. 
<laughs> oh my god, Beth. I'm sorry, Beth. But, um, <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is hilarious. Because I told, I told my husband, I was like, shoot, if this corona stuff keeps going, who knows? We might have to start. I was like, thank God Dan did teach me how to like, and I saw him, you know, butcher a deer and, mm-hmm. and do all this stuff and everything. And mm-hmm. like, but I was like, this is just scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you have any, or, or what advice would you give someone? You've already dropped a lot of gems for sure, but <laughs> you have any advice you would give someone who wants to either enter the veterinary profession or kind of the horse industry as a person of color? So um, definitely do not ever, um, anybody says you can't do it or whatever, or you're not good at math anyhow, or you're not good at science or whatever mess like that. Don't matter if that's, if it's your passion, if it's what you want, keep pushing it, keep, keep, just keep going there. Um, regardless, I always tell everyone that regardless what career, if they're like, no, this is, I, I want to be this, just keep going and just don't let anyone else tell you differently. Cause because that's, um, they don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Usually the people that do know is the ones that is in the career or is doing it and can help you. Because um, that's the thing, you don't want to try, you don't, you don't listen to poor people to become rich. So <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, I've learned that. And like, be like, you know, you do your taxes like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And now, now I'm paying back taxes. So <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's just make sure get mentors, talk to people, talk network, you know, and and sometimes you may get a network that ain't a good person that like no, nah, don't go into the vet med, don't do that. That's I ain't making no money doing it like that. No, yeah. I went to um, FAMU. Um, they had an ag discovery. Uh, it's a it's a high school camp mm-hmm. um, that we did for USDA and. And this guy went up there saying how he was an entrepreneur farmer and he wanted to be a vet, but he just decided to go be a farmer, which is cool, but don't downplay being a vet because he was like, mm-hmm. it's too long, it's too, and there was all these kids like wanting to be vets. And I was like, can he stop? Can he what? shut up? Entrepreneur farmer, wonderful. But don't, don't say, I was, and I even went up there and I was like, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry, but, um, no, I'm a vet, and it's cool. It's okay. You can do that if you want. Like, but it's great you doing you're doing. But don't no, kids. You want to do that? Keep pushing, okay? Don't let yeah. someone else tell you you can't. Yeah. And I'm like, I so, mean, come out here and be both, okay? I know, <laughs> right? <Exactly. laughs> so, so I'm still trying to learn how to garden. No, <laughs> grow tomatoes. So, one tomato. Yeah, just one. That would be great. Just one. So. But no, um, definitely keep pushing and don't let anyone, like, be a duck, let stuff roll off your back when people say things, because I just always accept it and just be like, they're just ignorant, mm-hmm. family training, or home training, they don't know better. So <laughs> that's what we always say, it's just their home training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's that, that good training, that, uh, that political <laughs> sensitivity training you got. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, just to smile it off now, like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I had to learn that instead of saying something back now. Okay, like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, that's, that's what we all got to do. Just let it, let it roll off. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Yeah. But keep pushing and then, and don't ever think it's, it's too hard to have your own horse or, or talk to people about that and stuff and because that's where people are like oh you must be super rich you got all those horses and like everybody uh, smells it <laughs> yeah yeah Dad, shoot we had like 50 ponies or something you're like man you're rich and I was like we live in a single wide trailer and I was like my, my dad won't let me get the jeans from the store I get we go to Kmart mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like and that's it yeah. I was like no we are not rich I'm like so so yeah yeah, if you want to get if you want to have a horse you can um so because that was the thing too when I moved here to Maryland I had my two core horses that was up with me in Michigan Mm -hmm. and when I moved here people I was like yeah is there a place that I can board you think and have my horses and this one guy was like would you compete with them what are you are you into dressage or endurance or like no, I just, I just ride them Western, <laughs> just ride them around. And he's like, oh, well, then you, you probably should just sell them because you won't be able to afford having them here if that's all they are. It's just your pet. So I was like, what? <laughs> so luckily I had a friend that I graduated vet school with that lives over here too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, no, nah, I'll find you a place. And she's, and we found a place, $250 um, a month. And he was like, yeah, you come, you know, old, this old guy, he was like, come do it here. And I was like, cool. And everyone was like, wow, you, you found a place. I'm like, yeah, and it's decent and it's okay. So yeah, yeah. You just have so, to do your research. Yeah. 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 And it's some, sometimes it's just that is a little work you got to put into it mm-hmm. just to get to talk to people. So, I mean, I'm always telling my husband that too. I'm like, he wants to raise cows for food. But I was like, you better go start talking to those farmers and get to know all those people. And I was like, before you just all of a sudden start doing something. Yeah. So, so yeah, but, but that's it. And always feel free to contact me. You got any questions, anything. So yeah. I saw some vet students just graduated on Facebook. Um, <laughs> after graduation, which I thought was cute though, because I was like, wow, look at everyone's having their like pictures taken outside with yeah. her down. I was like, yeah. bad. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> requested a refund for mine. <laughs> I was like, mm, no, let me get that back. Mm-hmm. Okay, chomp, chomp, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. good. No need. Okay. So, you're like, you get, you get the paper, you're okay. So, exactly. Yeah, and that's another thing too. It, that's another myth about vet school. Everyone's always, it's so expensive. I'm going to be in debt forever. I don't know about you, but I'm not a person that um, feel like, oh my God, I have to have all my bills paid off or I'm feeling bad. I don't feel bad um, having bills um, because it's life. They ain't going to ever go away. Yeah. Um, and so I always tell everyone, you know, there is opportunities for student loans and different things like that and grants and scholarships and so forth that you can look into as well and we try to like promote that and say a lot more about that on Facebook and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but don't ever feel like it's too expensive or anything like that because um, I always 
you can either go in forbearance or you can pay lesser amount on those student loans. But the main thing is that you can have your house and you can have your car and they'll come take that away. But ain't nobody going to come take that paper away. Uh, ain't nobody going to come come take your master's away and be like, hey, can I get that back? Thank you. Like, so, so that's why I was like, school is secured. You'll be okay. So it's never nothing that is not worth the investment. Um, because right. I trust and believe I'm not going to pay my student loans off until probably I'm 80. So, <laughs> and that's okay. That, that $200 a month, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. When I hear people say, like, I paid off my loans, I'm like, oh my God, awesome. I don't care. Do you want to <laughs> Like, I got my Dodge Ram. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. So are you part of the Black DVM Network? I've been following them on Instagram um, lately. Um, the girl that started at Tierra Price, um, she just graduated from Virginia, Maryland. She's a, a mentee of mine. Um, she, um, she's running, she's running that. Um, so she'll sometimes help promote. She, I posted a picture because she came and rode um, my quarter horse over here too. Mm-hmm. But she, um, yeah, she's, she's doing that. Um, and she, um, she also did a scholarship with USDA, mm-hmm. an internship with USDA, but, um, she, they ended up, <laughs> after she gets the scholarship, they, they've been fielding people and putting people in different positions or vets, new grads, mm-hmm. and they put her in Iowa, somewhere in Iowa, and she was like, I don't, I don't know, I can't go, <laughs> so, yeah. so she's, she's, I, and she called me, and she's like, what do I do, I'm like, if you don't, don't take it, don't take it, just go where you think you feel comfortable, I was like, there's no I don't feel like if, if you're really feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do this or I don't want to do this, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't, you don't leave, you got to live your life and be happy with your life. If you're not feeling happy with it, then, right. you know, there's no reason to have to like go through that mess. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, vet school, you went through vet school. That's enough mess. So just, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, definitely. Um, she's, she's, she's good. So so Tiara is doing the Black DVM, and the multicultural one is Kara Williams. Um, she's in USDA as well. Mm-hmm. So, but she now she's with CDC. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. So yeah, because she was like, I wanted. She was working in the slaughter plants. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, with USDA, and she was like, I want to get out of here. I don't want to. And I was like, just start applying. And she's like, Can I use you as a reference? I'm like, Yeah. And they called me for CDC, and I was like, Cool. Yes, take her. Yes. Be yes. good. So. Cool. So yeah, so that's the thing. We all gotta be cool with each other. Yeah. So it's really important. So so yeah, so definitely feel free. Anybody come reach out to me, text me, whatever. I'm whatever. I'll put sometimes I forget though to put the name in. I'll put like so and so student or something. <laughs> so I remember that. but there's one girl that just texts me and she's like, Hey, how you doing? I was like, Who is this? <laughs> And then I looked, I'm like, oh, that's that one girl that's at University of Maryland. I'm like, oh, I've been like, I don't know who this person is. Oh my goodness. Well, um, yeah, go ahead and shout out like where we can find you on social medias with your farm and your personal Okay, so you definitely can find me on um our, our Facebook page. We got double Z Cowboy Corral. Mm-hmm. Um and also 
I'm on Facebook, Rachel Cesar Martinez, um, and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a huge LinkedIn-er. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind the of weird. LinkedIn is so good, though. I was looking at it like, wow. It's so good. Filled you it. can contact people on there. Like, if you, like, move to an area or something, I have, like, contacted so many different people. I contacted someone that um, was working at Howard University because my niece was interested in going there. And I saw she worked there in the lab and I was like, Hey, how you doing? You know, um, my niece is, um, graduating from high school. She's interested in going to Howard. We're about to go walk by there and see how things are. Um, what do you know about it? And she was like, don't go. <laughs> They're about to go bankrupt. Someone just got raped. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Lord. And then she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I was like, good information. I'm like, wow. I was like, yeah, we ain't going there. Um, so <laughs> I like, I thought it was a good school and I was like, but we like work there. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I contacted other people about a different jobs, whatever, Zoetis and they were just like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you about it. But no, it's definitely LinkedIn is very good. Um, I've noticed those, I would go to some different conferences and, um, people would say like, I know you from, and then I'm like, where <laughs> they're like oh, you're on LinkedIn I'm like oh my god that's kind of creepy and they're like <laughs> they're like yeah I don't post I'm just a a, a lurker I'm not a LinkedIner <laughs> I was like oh okay that's weird <laughs> it's slightly creepy but yeah sad. yeah because they were like look at me and I'm like what are they looking at and <laughs> like hey I yeah I know you on LinkedIn we're friends on LinkedIn I'm like we're not friends really but okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my just gosh. there just connected that's it yeah but yeah I'm on LinkedIn on Facebook sometimes on Twitter mm -hmm. but um definitely um like I said you can email me too Dr. Rachel Cesar at gmail.com so I'm on there so and if you don't hear from me quickly just come at me again because I just definitely sometimes need a repeatable, you know, request sometimes, like we did here. <laughs> I was like, they're going, they, they're not going to talk to me. They were like, you know what, I'm done. You know, this is the third time. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I mean, I'm telling you, when I find like, or not when I find because you found us, but when there is a, black veterinarian one and then she's a female i'm like okay so whatever we need to do we got it <laughs> like and she's in the horses like we hardly ever see that combination mm -hmm. i know so I'm i know like, yeah that's put her on the list yeah <laughs> yeah definitely and i want to try to promote it more and more especially right and that's why a lot of people around here write english and i'm like what and so <laughs> <laughs> like but um but yeah, hopefully they want me to try to get out to more trail rides. My I have a friend, her name's Kimberly Patty. She lives out here, um, but she's from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. She's been doing the trail rides. Um, there's this place called Piscataway um, mm -hmm. Farms. Mm -hmm. I think um, the Rough Riders or whatever, they're over there. So, cause the Bill Pickett comes over here too mm -hmm. in September. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll sure be we know some of the same people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, the community's not that big. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> and I feel like a lot of times because it because we say young black equestrians, like that people assume that we're only English riding. Like me and Caitlin don't ride English. Half the time Caitlin don't even ride with a saddle. Like it don't right. even matter. <laughs> and I definitely don't ride English. But I feel like equestrian, I mean the definition is a person that rides a horse. Mm-hmm. versus like cowboy which I have an issue with like what about cowgirls like yeah. you know so it so we're kind of you know trying to be like a inclusive mm-hmm. name but not really I feel like the the trail ride scene they're like a, a cool a cool what did I say equestrians <laughs> I'm like have y'all never All heard that word before y'all come on now yes so we're trying to definitely show many aspects of this industry and you know our people like we do all kinds of things so yeah Yeah. no it's good and if you need anyone else or want to talk to anyone else i don't know if you ever met the um ebony horsewoman um incorporation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we um talked to them you did well, we mentioned it. We we contacted. We've been on pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been on pause. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we reached out like a lot of times. Yeah. Well, if you need me to, I can I can get a hold of her and because I just did a a podcast with her for impact of youth for COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you found that too. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I was towards the end, but um, I hope this is not going to be on here. But <laughs> okay, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we can edit it out. Yes. Okay, good because um, because because I think because my last name the Martinez thing because my my husband yeah he's his family's from El Salvador um, but um, I thought I was going to talk about double z cowboy crown how it's impacting like i can't get youth or kids to come out here or anything because can't let them learn about animals and i think it's really important to try to teach them more about animals um but then i got on there and they were like um can you talk to us about the about the latino people having to work in the slaughter plants and you know and they're having research (laughs) yeah and i was like am i gonna talk about the latino people and i was like i thought Yeah. And it kind of just kind of caught me off guard because I was like, and I was like, and they, they kept saying like brown and black people, brown and black people. And I was like, it's the brown and black people that's at the plants, mm-hmm. not just Latinos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, and I, did, I just kind of like, I was like, they think I'm Hispanic. So I was like, this is a Martinez thing. And I was like, here we go again. But that's okay. That's why I deal with it. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but still, I mean, meh. I I am yeah. 100% about like research and who you're going to talk to before you mm-hmm. interact with them. It's I mean it's only fair. Like I that's the respectful thing to do if you're going to ask for somebody's time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I do know um I was going to say um there's this one guy, he's a farrier in Lexington. Dwayne Raglan. I have not heard of him. Okay. We do. We have a fair. We need a farrier. That's on our list of professions that we need. I think he would be good to talk to. Um, and I think he would keep it real too. 
Um, I mean, he is, you know, very much so into Lexington mm -hmm. women. Um, but understood. But he, but he is good for. Um, but no, I think he would be good. Um, because when I when I went down there last year, we met and we were talking about how things are and stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, yeah, they still be acting stupid with me, but I don't care. Yeah. So he's like, because I'm making my money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's just how it is. But, but him, and then yeah, if there's anyone else, just let me know. Um, I appreciate it. It's great to get to meet you guys, talk to you, and hopefully, maybe just come up from to Maryland for a weekend. Yeah, so we stay, stay in the, in the camper. camper. Yep. <laughs> we will be there. It's so good. I, this is actually my office. Like my literally like. This is where, like, and it's so calm because if I was in the house with the kids, they'd be like jumping around and everything. And mm -hmm. like, you hear mine crying in the background. <laughs> 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 oh, like, no, actually, so <laughs> no, we can't. I can't hear it. But <laughs> yeah, oh, no, the, the worst thing I got is the rooster, and so and they're my the people at work are okay with that. But if the kids, they're just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the rooster. Oh, it's great. They like the rooster. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. This has been like one of my favorite conversations. <laughs> <Yes>. Honestly, so <laughs> good. Me too. Well, we will. Um, I will let you know when the episode is gonna go live, and then we can kind of, you know, do some promoting before then. I think it's. I have to look at this schedule again, but I, I want to say it's towards the end of June, so about a month out anyway. So that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, but like I said, if you need anything, please feel free to contact me anytime. So I really am happy to see you guys doing this. This is like super good, and we so need it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with Dr. Cesar Martinez. She is such a resource, so please do not hesitate to reach out to her if you have any questions. Head over to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you guys next week.